Welcome to Rhode Island's Church and State Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Jessica. We're a husband and wife podcast. He's a pastor and I'm a state senator. So you've been warned. We're about to talk politics and religion. And anything else that might get us canceled. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Church and State. This is episode 38. And today we're answering the question, how would you spend $1.1 billion? If uh, you've been living under a rock, that is the money that has come into Rhode Island from federal funds. The uh, American Rescue Plan designated money to all 50 states, and our portion was $1.1 billion. So um, the debate has begun. The discussions have started. The governors have dropped some plans. Uh, the unions have, have mentioned their plans. Uh, Rhode Island Foundation, uh, there, there's all sorts of uh, ideas floating out around out there. And uh, today we'll talk about some of those plans. But mm-hmm. first, before we get into that, Jessica, why don't you give us an update on your fundraiser? You just had that on Monday. Yes. You did not confuse that with the $1.1 billion. You did awesome. not raise $1.1 billion. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would settle for 1% of $1.1 billion. If you raise that, you, you're an all-star. You're, yeah. you're still an all-star. Oh, thanks. Um, it was a great fundraiser, and I'm so so thankful. Uh, I feel really overwhelmed with gratitude for everyone that came out. Uh, we we were gonna just do a small fundraiser, about 50 people, and then it was 100, and then 150. So it was over 150 people, and plus everybody who gave online. Um, I just you know again just really thankful for everybody who supported me, and I couldn't do it without them, and that's the truth. And there were, you know, it was well attended by people right here in your district, in Boroughville, Gloucester, North Smithfield, but then a ton of people came from across the state, too. Yeah, I know. I talked to four people that came from Little Compton, one, uh, in, well, two individuals from Tiverton, mm. so yeah, definitely from Jamestown, the yeah. Providence, yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty wild. And um, as you were talking to them, what were some of the issues that, that they cared about? Well, they certainly care about uh, ending the state of emergency and, and the, uh, the mandates that have come because of the state of emergency. Uh, Zamorano Hospital, of course, that's still something that we're working on, trying to make sure that they are operating properly and efficiently. So yeah, I'll it was, definitely It was be... cool some of the staff uh, came to the fundraiser. Yeah, it was that so was nice. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of that, I, I would propose some of the, that $1.1 billion would go towards a one-time investment into those facilities so mm. that they're up to date and the infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, of course the state's fiscal state, mm-hmm. people are very concerned about that. Uh, liberties in general. Right. So right. yeah. Yeah. That, that's great. Um, All right, let's uh, jump back over to the uh, $1.1 billion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was asking someone earlier this week, how would you spend $1.1 billion uh, if if you were working for the state or, you know, had had the ear of the governor? And his suggestion was free beaches. Uh, Just give everyone a free beach pass or just stop stop charging. I think we do need video for our podcast because... (laughs) To capture your face? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, everyone has an idea. I, I yeah. think maybe that's... Uh, and I know who gave you that list. idea. Yes, I, he, he will remain nameless. He will remain nameless, but he's a great guy. I just don't Good agree guy. with that idea. Good <laughs> guy. You know, I, I, out of... Uh, he, he's, he's an idea guy. He'll, yeah, he'll just throw, throw out them ideas. out there, yeah. yeah. exactly. And one of them will be a really good one. And that's a good thing, because you want to throw out ideas, even if some of them are, are great, because, mm-hmm. you know... I think that's where we're at. We're in that stage now where everyone's kind of got a, a feel or an idea and everyone's uh, kind of throwing their, their two cents into it. Yeah, if you don't have an idea, we want to hear about it. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, once you do have an idea, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, talk about some of the bigger entities out there, mm-hmm. some of the, the bigger influencers in the state, and just kind of see what they've been talking about. Uh, I'll go first. I, I looked at the Rhode Island Foundation. If you're not familiar with them, they are Rhode Island's leading nonprofit. Um, they, they are they have a great presence in Providence, uh, and they're doing so much good work in the state across so many different areas. Um, they're really interested as a nonprofit of, of trying to get the state to a, uh, uh, you know, to to being a healthier state, to be mm-hmm. to getting it back on the right track and and improving things here, but they're not interested in kind of like one one offs. They're really interested in like deep systemic long term change. You know what kind of things can can we do now to to uh, improve the state of the state? And I can appreciate that because you know one thing that I said to a colleague was, you ever have a hundred dollars in your pocket and you use a little bit here and a little mm-hmm. bit there, and you're like, oh my god, where did the money go? Mm-hmm. And this is this is what can happen to this money. Yeah. If we don't right. think big, invested into something. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, they um, they looked at a few different areas: uh, housing, behavioral health, workforce development, and small business assistance. And they kind of divvied it up and said, housing is probably the biggest issue facing the state. At least, um, you know, the, the government might be able to step in and provide some solutions. So. They um, they recommended a four hundred and five million dollars, a pretty big chunk of this thing, almost a, uh, almost half, over a third of it, to um, to provide uh, um, at least fifty one hundred units of affordable housing to Rhode Islanders, uh, and then also making investments in rental properties and permanent permanent uh, supportive housing, helping with uh, first time home buyers and increasing home ownership. I think that's something I would be a big fan of. But then also taking a look at some of the older homes that maybe need uh, lead remediation and uh, renovations. Uh, maybe there are some uh, code violations. In all, they estimated there's probably another 4,000 houses that are existing now that just don't, that, that aren't up to code. They're unsafe. So why not invest some of the money into these older homes and make them, you know, um, livable? Uh, so I, I think that's a, that's a smart idea because housing is kind of a, it's a, uh, uh, it's one of those things that prevents people from getting into the middle class and 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 staying there. Then they also had some money set aside for behavioral health, about two hundred fifty million dollars for that, and that would be designated towards resources and infrastructure. There was uh, workforce development, uh, maybe another two hundred million for that. And the idea is to train fifteen thousand Rhode Islanders in these earn and, or learn and earn. Uh, kind of job. So job training, uh, certification, helping them get through college. Uh, so $200 million for that. And then another $100 million for small business assistance. And that would provide low interest loans, uh, loan forgiveness even. But here they they wanted to target it towards minority communities and disenfranchised communities. So I, 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 I uh, appreciate their heart. They, they want to see more equality. But I, anything that rings of equity just makes me a little uh, little nervous. But anyways, Rhode Island Foundation, that's their proposal. Some really good ideas being suggested, I think. So I will say that I don't endorse any of these ideas. I'm just putting them out here because um, although I do believe we need housing and it is something that Rhode Island severely lacks, I think that it, it, throwing money at a problem isn't always necessarily the right answer. And the right answer is we allow builders to build more houses. And right now it's very difficult to build. Um, because there's a lot of regulations. Um, so if we do have erroneous regulations, like let's just streamline the process. Let's make it easier for people to build houses. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, build shoddy houses. Build 
you know, good quality houses. And we mm-hmm. have, you know, inspections for that. So the problem is like the market um, doesn't reward builders who build small, affordable homes. The market rewards builders who build high priced homes, you know, those McMansions, big houses, big lots, big, you know, chunks of land. Yeah. And, and they, the cost of labor and, and goods is because of the, right. the supply and demand issue here, the supply issue, the cost of labor and um, lumber and mm-hmm. materials is skyrocketing. And it's not just Rhode Islanders looking for houses. Unfortunately, we have Massachusetts residents looking at the Rhode Island market because it's more attractive than Massachusetts. Yeah. So right. all of these things, you know, like you've said before, it's supply and demand, and that's driving up the, the cost of housing. Yeah. So what about... Um, but I do uh, love their proposal there for behavioral health. I'd like to learn... You know, it just says 20, 255 million, but I like to see like the details because again, behavioral health, we're talking, you know, um, BHDH, the Zamborona Hospital, mm-hmm. Elders Later Hospital System, they need a huge cash infusion to bring buildings up to code, right. uh, remove any like um, ligature risks, like uh, people, right. you know, using. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, some of that money would be designated for dealing with the opioid epidemic. You know, mm-hmm. addictions are a growing issue, a growing yeah. problem. There's so much fentanyl now floating into the country and floating into Rhode Island. Um, overdoses are bad. I, I've shared with you how I, last year I did three overdose um, funerals as a pastor, and yeah. those are heartbreaking. I've never done that many um, in the course of a year. And I know other chaplains and, and clergy have done the same thing. They've been all noticing this kind of increase. So yeah. not good. Uh, now, you were looking at the AFL-CIO, Rhode Island's um, uh, labor union or unions, yeah. and they, they kind of put their own proposal out there. Yeah, they did. Um, they have about 80,000 members in the state, and they, re- they released a 26-point plan. Uh, I'm not going to go over all 26 points, but... Um, they mentioned the Providence pension system. Um, so their proposal was to purchase Providence's water supply board and use the proceeds to fund the pension, which is probably going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, currently, it's only about 22% funded. And uh, let's see here. My notes say presently it costs about $87 million in city contributions, but it's going to grow to 20, uh, $227 million by 2040. So. It's yeah. a bigger and bigger piece oh, of the budget in Providence, and, sure and it's uh, maybe the leading contributor to the city's insolvency. You know, it's, it's having a harder time pay its bills because of this growing pension liability has just been floating. And it affects, you know, it's Providence's problem, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. Providence's problems and 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 lack of of stewardship is going to affect the entire state. It's going to affect Burrowville. It's going to right. affect Gloucester and North Smithfield. Yeah. And, and it's already done that, right? Because Providence's school system has failed. It's been yeah. taken over by the state. So now the state's having to uh, kind of uh, rehabilitate uh, a failed school department. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What else? Well, that's a big one. The Providence thing. And there's been a lot of debate over whether or not Providence should sell off that water, you know, all the assets in the water uh, water board supply or water supply board. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, these are just proposals, some of them uh, that really stuck out to me. And then they want to give free RIPTA and, uh, and free busing. Free busing for free everybody. Busing. Free yeah. college, free busing. <laughs> free uh, daycare. Um, they also want to reduce carbon emissions. Uh, you know, it's. Everyone's talking about that. And that would be applied across the state, I, I think, right? Right. 
Um, and then bonuses for essential workers. And we're talking about, you know, uh, grocery workers. Um, Anyone that was working through the pandemic. Exactly. Right? Exact, thank you. Yeah. Anybody working through Healthcare the pandemic. Healthcare workers. Healthcare, yes, exactly. Okay. Um, but uh, I'd just like to know, like, what about unvaccinated workers, the ones mm -hmm. that were let go? Are mm -hmm. we going to... We're going to honor them too. Right. Those heroes that did work throughout the pandemic, but then were suddenly dismissed. Yes. Um, um, and then new for new uh, schools and re uh, retrofitting schools for um, reducing carbon emissions and actually not just reducing, but eliminating carbon emissions. Um, so those are some of their proposals. But like I said, it's 26 points. So we can definitely put up some of these uh, links so that you guys can read it if you're interested. Yeah. Let's go to uh, the governor's listening tour. Yes. The, uh, I wonder if he's listening to the healthcare workers that were dismissed and are now jobless. Well, he... And, you know, one of them was at my fundraiser, and they're moving out of state. And this is not the first person that's one day moving out of state. Oh, yeah. I mean, at this point, dozens. I've heard dozens of people. So we're losing highly educated individuals highly skilled highly skilled who as well. provide a yeah. um, uh, who, who meet a need in an area that the state like other states is having a, uh, a deficit and that's healthcare workers and they're moving mm. so but tell me about this listening tour all right so the governor announced his own 2030 plan um, and it uh, it's actually something we covered a little bit in the last episode yeah um, in that last episode we talked about here are his goals kind of big picture you know wasn't in the details yet now um, they're starting to get more into that that position of all right let's narrow in we've established the goals right uh, you know equity and education and dealing with some of these other things so how uh, how will we? meet those needs what what does it actually look like where should we put the money and uh this is where he wanted to hear from people from across the state so if you don't know he's been on this listening tour and we'll talk about the schedule for it in, in a little bit but uh he was i think it was in warren um earlier this week maybe it was thursday night um and uh while he was there he he was hearing from um, no, it was earlier in the week than that. I think it was Tuesday night. Uh, he was hearing from a bunch of folks. Uh, one of them was um, uh, the director of the Rhode Island Homeless Advocacy Project. And this, um, obviously, this person's uh, paying very close attention to the housing crisis and homelessness. Um, and uh, she said that homelessness is a, a pro uh, excuse me, is a crisis with people being evicted, not paying rent because they've lost their jobs during the, the pandemic. And now that we're at the end of October, she said this week there have been 600, pe 600 people who are now sleeping in cars or doorways because they were turned away from shelters, which are full. So that is um, that certainly is a pressing mm -hmm. need. And um, uh, she's advocating for more funding towards that. Uh, then Paul, Paul Rihanna, if you know who he is, if you haven't heard of Paul, he's uh, independent running for governor. And he's really been one of the uh, the leaders among these healthcare workers that was uh, unceremoniously dismissed because of their refusal to get the, uh, the vaccine. And um, he's uh, he's been advocating for, you know, obviously reversing the state of emergency and the mandates. But he's also hoping that some of that money will go towards healthcare workers, especially those that have been uh, dismissed. Then there were um, um, some others. I, do you want to walk through some of these online responses that were shared? Yeah. So um, some of the responses were that uh, make colleges free for Rhode Island resident, residents, um, invest in technology courses. That's kind of always been floating around, right? Like right. The free college. They started it with the um, um, with CCRI and Rick, the kind of state colleges. 
Uh, but is it for all four years or just the first two? Do you know? Mm, I think they probably want it free for all four years. Yeah. Rhode Island residents. Okay. Um, they want money from local news institutions. Yeah, the, I, I one of the suggestions was we need to preserve local news, not just like uh, Channel Ten or or Go Local Prof, but things like the Providence Journal. Some yeah, these, that's kind of weird though, because why? Why would you use state money state, to prop up? Yeah, and then are they going to feel obliged mm-hmm. to you know speak well of the state? It just doesn't. You don't like that. No. If there's a separation between church and state, there should be a separation between uh, press and state. Absolutely. So you're not a big fan of NPR, mm-hmm. public radio, PBS. You know, a too close. I used to really listen to NPR and you know, and even PBS, like for the kids and for myself. And um, you know, I like uh, I like news organizations that are down the middle. Mm-hmm. There was another uh, proposal that uh, every single taxpaying legal citizen in the state should get a stimulus check. Why? Well, because, <laughs> uh, I, what do you mean why? Like, why should they get a check? Yeah. Well, why not? The, the state's getting this money. Should we trust the state to spend it? I, I, why not let me? I, I'll invest it yeah. into my own, you know, my kids' education or my home, buying a home, you know, why trust the state to build affordable housing when well, you can give me a check a to put a down payment? Yeah, I don't house. think a stimulus check is going to, oh, okay, so you're talking about like a large. Well, whatever, it, I mean, let me do the math real quick while, uh, while we're talking. Um, Rem- how many Rem- legal Rem- citizens, well, taxpayers, different. do you think there are? If, if there's about a million people in our state, roughly, right? Yeah, but the 1.1 billion is, you can't. No, some but, of that money is, you know, for healthcare, and some of it's for. What, what are you doing the math right now? I'm doing the math right now. Why okay. not? I'm just curious so what I'm it would be. How many adults do you think there are? We'll say five hundred thousand. No, it's less than that. It's a hundred million. All right, there we go. One billion. Uh, divided by, we'll say six hundred thousand. Does that sound right? Maybe, yeah. No one. No, that's not right. That can't be right. 600,000 adults. So I'm going to say this. I think we have like 80,000 kids. So I'm going to just, I'll go a little higher and just say 800,000. All right. How much money would you get? That would, what, what do you think your guess is? $5. Uh, no. It'd be 1,200. 1,200. Maybe about that. So anywhere between $800 and $2,000, something like that. It's a broad range, but... If every one of them got a stimulus check, uh, would that really go far? Would that be would that change the course of the state? I don't think so. So I'm not a big fan of that one. Um, um, they want and then, to purchase Metacomet golf property and convert it into a solar farm. Right. Remember that? That's in East Providence. Oh, yeah, I live in East Providence. That would be a horrible idea. Why? Because it's a beautiful green space. Well, they would say have the solar, but also preserve the green space. So maybe around it and, and such. Yeah. First of all, I take issue with the word farm because farming, you know. Well, it's producing energy, right? Yeah, it's not a farm. Producing electricity. (laughs) Call it a solar factory. Um, Um, And then there's the idea of reparations, which uh, never goes away to address our uh, past sins as um, a state. Um, (laughs) And you're not not a big fan of reparations. I'm not a fan. I can just say absolutely not a fan of that one. All right. Uh, all right, so what's next? If you are interested in attending the Governor's Listening Tour, I would actually encourage you to do this. If, if you have yes. any time this week, uh, as in the first week of November, 
uh, I was surprised to find that not many people actually came to the first meeting. There were only maybe a dozen, couple dozen people there from from the news reports, which means that if if you and if you don't a like handful, the ideas that we just mentioned, you should probably go to the. You should go yeah, voice yeah. your opinion. Um, for me, I think you know it, I haven't uh, come up with a lot of ideas or plans, but I think there should be some guidelines. There should be some goals, and I think one of the goals is if we're going to spend that money, it has to be the kind of thing that has generational. Uh, change or generational impact. Sure. It can't just be like, oh, we helped everyone for a year. Um, but instead, this should be the kind of thing, you know, like Warren Buffett. Uh, oh, man, I hope I don't butcher the quote. He said, uh, you know, we're sitting under, we're enjoying the shade of a tree today because someone planted that tree long ago. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of uh, foresight that I think our state leaders need where we're planting a tree that may not be immediately enjoyed by this generation, but years out, we're going to reap the benefit from it. Right. So, you know, like, uh, um, like my $100 analogy. Exactly. Right. Right. Don't carve this thing up until it's, you know, these tiny little programs that are started and then, you know, aren't funded. And then the state has to find a way to fund them, you know, a year or five, 10 years from now. But, uh, what kind of projects can we, we do? So if you have any opinions at all on how this, and I hope you do, uh, how the state should spend a billion dollars, 1.1 billion, you should go to the listening tour. And here's the schedule. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put this in the episode description as well. But it's uh, Tuesday, November 2nd. We'll be at the, and by the way, all these times are at 5 p.m. So 5 p.m. Tuesday, uh, November 2nd at CCRI in Warwick. And then Thursday, November fourth, at Innovate Newport in uh, on uh, five thirteen Broadway in Newport, and then um, November ninth at the United um, Theater, and that would be in Westerly. So don't people work nine to five though? Well, they do, and maybe, but I mean, you know, you, you think like six o'clock would Probably be better. Probably six would be better. Mm. But anyways. Um, Hopefully your boss will let you out a few minutes early so you can head to one of those locations. And, um, and bring some people who, who some feel people. the same way. Make a make an evening of it. Make, you know, the governor's going to be there. The lieutenant governor is there. They, I think their finance director's there. Um, so this is a chance for you to weigh in. You know, we live in a, in a republic. Uh, we have, we're supposed to have democratic processes, you know, even though we're under a state of emergency. This is your chance to speak up and, uh, and add, to the, add your voice to the conversation. Yes, and um, coming up very shortly, although we have not, I've been watching the news, haven't haven't seen anything come up yet, um, the Maine Supreme Court will be deciding uh, on a case very similar to Rhode Island's situation um, regarding the vaccine mandate. So hopefully we'll have an update on that soon. Um, and then... Um, Let's see. What else was there? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the big thing that a, a lot of our listeners have been watching and paying attention to. Yeah. We'll see whether or not the Supreme Court recognizes religious liberty still, at least when it comes to vaccination mandates. Yeah. We'll see. And religious exemptions and all that. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening to us today. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week with an, another episode and hopefully some updates. God bless you guys. See you then. Today's closing quote comes from Warren Buffett, who said, someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago.
Thanks again for listening. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, help us by subscribing and sharing these episodes. And for more content, check out churchandstateri.com. 